Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Good afternoon, good friends out there in the world of the Rushies, the old uh, Mount Rush Hour. Uh, It's good to see you. It's February 20th, 2024. It's the afternoon rush. I've got some uh, new and interesting information to get to regarding the Clayton Ecker paternity scandal. Plus, I've got a smattering of commentary regarding last night's episode of The Bachelor. And I've also got some updates on the infighting at the Today Show between Hoda Kotb and uh, Kelly Rowland and Jon Stewart responds to the haters. Oh, we, we, it feels like this episode is 10 years old. I've got Hoda Kotb and Jon Stewart. Hey, they're back in the news, folks, and I'm here to give it all to you. Well, let's start with some Bachelor content. We had multiple news articles come out today regarding Clayton Eckerd and his, and his paternity scandal. Jimmy Jenkins at the Arizona Republic, azcentral.com, has a story. Scottsdale Bachelor star is going to court to demand sanctions and paternity case. And after that, we have a story from bnnbreaking.com, which again was a article that was put up and then hours later, it disappeared. That's right, folks. The article is missing. We have a missing article. Could it be one Jane Doe sent a angry letter to them? We'll have to see. Either way, good to see that we're starting to get more press regarding Bachelor Clayton's paternity scandal and the possible con artistry that is surrounding it. Um, tomorrow's a big day. I covered this on the Patreon earlier today. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Uh, tomorrow's a big day where Judge Mata will be meeting with Clayton's lawyers and Jane Doe's lawyers and they're going to find out what the hell they need to do moving forward with this case. I mean, could... I mean, I don't believe it's going to be dismissed, uh, but what Clayton's side is asking for is that 45-minute case be extended to two hours, which again is still not much time, especially when Jane Doe rambles on her answers and gives long-winded... I mean, some of Jane Doe's answers have lasted longer than some of her pregnancies, you know what I mean? So uh, they'll be out there to discuss um, where this case goes moving forward. Will there be sanctions put on Jane Doe for dodging the deposition? And will she be fined if she doesn't go to the deposition? So many questions, and we'll get all those answers for you tomorrow. My plan is to live stream the court hearing. Now, I can't live stream what's going on on the inside of the court, but I can live stream from the outside and just get updates as soon as they come. Still trying to find a reporter to go there and uh, help me out with that. So if anyone is in the Maricopa County area, please let me know. I've got 50 bucks with your name on it. All I'm asking for is for you to take notes and give me a phone call before and after the 30-minute hearing. It's public. You can't get in trouble for it. Trust me. Uh, we can we can uh, make your voice sound like different, you know, make it, you know, hello, I'm, you know, whatever, whatever it is, folks, I'm here to protect your identity. Uh, but either way, it's in the, you know, now that I'm in the uh, Society of Professional Journalists, that's right, uh, SPJ, 
as they call us. Now that I'm in the old society, I want to make sure we cover this case and maybe be the first to break the news tomorrow of what goes down. And maybe, just maybe, um, whenever they decide to actually have this evidentiary hearing, which is set for next week, February 27th, if it gets delayed, maybe we will fly in and cover it ourselves. Hey, I just got news that I'm going to be headlining a very fun show in Scottsdale, Arizona next month, March 27th. And I also got news that there may be former bachelors there. I'm not ready to announce it yet, but boy, wouldn't that be fun if we got around and told some stand-up jokes and had a good time? Um, That'll be very interesting. So if you live anywhere near Arizona, or maybe maybe you live in a place that has bad uh, weather and you want to come to Arizona for a nice long weekend, you could do that as well. Not a bad time to go over there and check out Arizona during the spring training season. Okay, so that's where you'll find me. I'll have more updates on that to come. Here's what reality Steve had to say on the Megan Fox live stream. You can catch this full, very good conversation on Megan Fox. Uh, Just search Megan Fox on YouTube. But Megan actually asked Steve about um, that interview he had with the psychologist who was also on Jane Doe's podcast. And Steve gives a great answer. Let's get to that next. Has there been any fallout from that interview that you did? Have you heard from Laura again? Is she, you know, what's what happened after that interview with the psychologist that you know of? You know, it's interesting. I have not heard from Laura since that interview, but Laura's mother emailed Dr. Catherine. Oh, boy. And basically said, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase the email, but it was along the lines of, why would you go on that guy's podcast? You don't know the full story. I'd love to talk to you to let you know on the things that you're not aware of. I mean, just the same thing that Laura says every time Dave or I talk about it. It's just like, you don't know the full truth. And that's that's my biggest issue with Laura from the very beginning is that when she emails you something, you just have to take everything that she says is 100% fact. And she's like, Laura, it doesn't work that way. And she just doesn't seem to comprehend that. And my thing with her has always been, you know, in the early on, early going, I could probably find the email where I asked her, you know, okay, you know, I, you know, I spoke to Clayton about two days after that Sun article came out and I just listening to him. That was my first time ever speaking with him. We had a 90 minute conversation and I just believed him. And this isn't anything against like, don't believe women or whatever, because I think everything is a case by case basis. It's not universal we have to believe all women and it's not universal. Don't believe women. It's a case by case basis. So there's reality. Steve on Megan Fox's show. Go check that out. It was a great conversation. Good to see that uh, all of these content creators are kind of, uh, you know, collaborating. It's a fun little family, isn't it? For everyone except Jane Doe, I guess. Either way, interesting. So reality Steve breaks the news right there. Breaking news, breaking news. Reality Steve breaks the news that after his interview with Doctor with the uh, psychologist that um, has been on Jane Doe's podcast multiple times and then went on Reality Steve's, who, by the way, has said she watches my content, the psychologist received an email from Jane Doe's mom saying something along the lines of, oh, you, you know, I, why, I can't believe you wouldn't contact me first. You're emailing 
Um, you're getting your news from Dave in Reality Steve. Well, look, I know Jane Doe's mom is a respected or was a respected journalist. Who knows if she is now? Um, but I don't know. I'm in the member. I'm a, a member of uh, the Society of Professional Journalists. So I don't think that's a bad thing at all that she's getting the news from me. But how wild, how wild of Janie's mom to actually email her and say, oh, why would you go on him and not talk to us first? Um, you know, it's like, this is, by the way, this is why you don't talk to the other side first, because maybe they would have threatened her. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Like, will she have, uh, you know, people are just so terrified, you know, non-professionals are so terrified to talk about this. I can't even get someone to show up to the courthouse and make a phone call with me. Now people are showing up by all means. It's just, nobody wants to get involved, which I understand. No one wants their personal life messed with, which which again, just as a reminder for the folks like Steve and myself and others to say, this is what we've been going with through for seven months now. This is the torment, knowing at any point there's going to be an article written about us. Someone's going to try to mess with our livelihood. She's probably going to call the comedy club and try to get my show canceled. That's right. March 27th. I believe the 27th. I'll have to double check. I've got a show in Scottsdale, Arizona, folks. So if you guys want to come to that, uh, please let's sell as many tickets as as possible. In other news outside of the Bachelor world, we have Scandaval. That's right. Tom Sandoval was featured in the New York Times. The reporter said, I asked Tom Sandoval why he thought the scandal got so big. He said, I'm not a pop culture historian, really, but I witnessed the O.J. Simpson thing and George Floyd and all these big things, which is really weird to compare this to that, I think. But do you think in a weird way it's a little bit the same? Um, you know, uh, that, that's, what's interesting, right? Is, is on the face value, people will say, oh, Tom Sandoval is comparing himself to George Floyd. Of course, George Floyd, uh, was a very sad situation where due to police brutality, um, had his, you know, a knee on his neck, uh, you know, the, uh, Derek Chauvin was arrested and charged. I mean, real, real bad stuff over there all because what he, you know, uh, whatever, you know, you, you don't need to relitigate the whole story. Whereas this is a cheating scandal, something that he kind of sort of, uh, led. Uh, but I do understand, I, I, again, you could look at this and go, oh my gosh, he's comparing himself to OJ Simpson. But you do have to understand when it came down to the amount of people talking about the story, I got to tell you, like I said, I found out about Scandaval when I was in Indonesia. That's right. I was on the other side of the world and I found out about it. So it might not be the same cultural marker as OJ Simpson and didn't have the same police brutality sort of uh, social justice that was inspired by George Floyd. But in the world of entertainment news, I think you could make the argument that it was one of the biggest, most talked about stories. So I understand that argument. It's just like, if you're going to make those claims, you got to be real clear with them. And I don't, I don't know if, uh, if I, I don't know if maybe Tom Sandoval has the IQ to make those claims, but either way, I'm here for it. And while he may be the biggest villain in batch, in uh, entertainment news and uh, you know of all time, there is a new villain from Love Is Blind season six. His name is Matthew. I'm not going to say anything that's going to uh, spoil because I've only watched the first few episodes. Uh, but here's a nice article: Love Is Blind may claim to be a matchmaking experiment, but the Netflix show usually just shows all the typical frustrations of modern dating with a slight twist. It turns out even when physical attraction isn't an initial factor, there are still all sorts of other hangups that can make or break a relationship. This season, season six, the show immediately jumps in with its first major drama in the first few episodes, a love triangle with A.D., Matthew, and Clay. So Matthew 
is this kind of strange dude who has, what, 15 questions he likes to ask somebody. And he says, um, pick a number. And they go seven. And he goes, all right, what, you know, and then he asks them a question. But in the odd, in the odd circumstance where they've turned it around on him and said, all right, what's your answer? He said, well, I wasn't the one answering the questions. It's like very odd. It's almost, you know, Matthew treats love is blind as if he's picking out a hooker, you know, like he's in Amsterdam being like, all right, I'll uh, take number three. Like, it's like, what, what are you, what are you doing? You know, he treats them like uh, almost like meat suits, which again, not exactly the way to find your partner, as it were. It's almost like he's um, had never done this before. And in several occasions, I don't know if this is editing or not, but in several occasions, people are yapping and talking and he just gets up and walks out. Very strange. Again, I don't know how much of it is his doing versus editing, uh, but uh, he's, uh, he's and, and the interesting part is he goes, look, I don't want to be a C-list celebrity out of all this. I'm here to find my partner. And yet at one point was afraid at how he would be edited on the show. So I don't know, guys. I don't really know uh, what to make of it other than I'll keep watching this season. I can't, I can't tell you it's worth your time, but so far, so good. I just got to wait a few more episodes uh, to see if it's actually worth uh, binging. But I think most people say, you know what? It's a hell of a lot better than last season. So, hey, why not? All right. Well, in other news, Hoda Kotb, of course, one of my favorite hosts of the Today Show, addresses Kelly Rowland's Today Show walk-off offers to share dressing room. Kelly Rowland was supposed to be on the Today Show, and minutes before she was supposed to host the fourth hour or 54th hour, I mean, how many hours of the Today Show do they need? Can you imagine if I was like the host of the seventh hour of the Today Show? I think my YouTube gets more views than they do anyway. So maybe we won't want to do that. Either way, she walked off last minute, leaving them desperate to rebook her. Oh, who can read off a teleprompter? Either way, way here's Hoda sharing her side. I'm just, I just want to say this. I have great love and admiration for Kelly Rowland. Mm -hmm. I adore her. And I want her to come back on our show. And I want She's her to host again. Any of course time. she is. Of course she is. She's she can best. share my dressing room. We'll be in it together. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we do. I just want to say that we love her. We've loved her on this show for many, many, many Remember years. Remember the first time yes. she was a guest and we, we both said, can she please, please. host yes, with us? Yes, please. We adore her. So they say, we adore her. She can come back anytime. But uh, my thought is, is it worth the headache? Is she that famous? No, no offense to her, but is she that famous? that it's worth the headache of not knowing if she's going to show up or not. I mean, that's one of those things. You, you got to be a real top of your game to get away with last minute canceling. Maybe she was having a panic attack. Maybe she had a zit. Who knows? But either way, it's like her dressing room wasn't up to par. You have to know, the, the today's show is filmed in the center of New York City. I don't know if anyone's ever been to New York City. The buildings are so small. I think the Today Show's building used to be a bank or something. They literally have no space. Everyone's on top of each other. People get changed and dressed behind a curtain. But that wasn't enough for her. Very fascinating stuff. And another sad news today... Uh, I got a little trigger warning for those who like Girl Scout cookies. A member of the Girl Scout cookies were robbed, I believe in Texas, and a thief runs off with the cash. Girl Scout in Texas got her cash stolen by a thief who pulled a quick snatch and grab in front of a Walmart. Crime was caught on video. Cops were on the case. This awful incident went down last week in Fort Worth where a young girl who was working a Girl Scout booth with an Adele who was briefly distracted while manning her table, only to have some dude walk out of the front door and grab her money bag in one fell swoop. Now, no, off no offense to the victims here of this uh, unnecessary crime, but why aren't they doing like Venmo? 
Why aren't they doing cashless payments? Who's taking cash? I don't know. If it's up to me, I'm buying, um, you know, because I would want to buy the Girl Scout cookies as a uh, tax write-off for my business. I would, you know, talk about Girl Scout cookies on the podcast. Next thing you know, you get to write it off. Will the IRS let me write off Girl Scout cookies? I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe I could argue that I actually make a better podcast when I eat Girl Scout cookies. I don't really know. You can tell that I've been off sugar for a while. You know, it's funny. Ever since we moved into our new house, um, I literally, our first night we moved in here one month ago today, uh, we went to Olive Garden, which by the way, I never go to. Not that Olive Garden is trash. It's just not that good. It's just not that good. Um, and for the same price, you can get like local Italian food that's to die for. I went to this uh, amazing Italian place for Thanksgiving and it was so incredible. But either way, um, about a month ago, I got the tour of Italy, which is like, I don't know, it's like fettuccine Alfredo, uh, lasagna, and like a meatball. I don't know. They just throw, they literally throw the kitchen sink at you. Unlimited breadsticks. I felt so bad it sent me into a dark spiral where I actually have been improving my diet and I no longer eat added sugar. I'll have I've had like two desserts in the last month. I'll have a couple. Every once in a while I'll run into a cauliflower pizza, but I'm just saying I've lost a bunch of weight. I feel a lot better. And damn it if I'm gonna let those Girl Scout cookies break my little fast here. All right, I got some interesting news with John Stewart, Elon Musk, and Sylvester Stallone. We'll get to those stories right after the break. As you may remember, we announced that John Stewart is back, one of the greatest comedic political talk show hosts of all time, comes out of retirement. He was working for Apple TV, but they were censoring what he was allowed to say because even Apple TV, I mean, look, they're bought and paid for by other countries. They, God forbid, we uh, piss people off with the truth. You'd hate to see that. Well, no more bastion of free speech that exists than a witty comedian. And John Stewart is back to hosting The Daily Show just once a week, but that's enough. Well, last week, he stated the obvious, which was that Joe Biden's too old to be president and that Donald Trump is too. They're both too old to be president. And yet that's who's running. I think it was something like 86% of Democrats think Joe Biden's too old to run. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the I think the government's being run actually pretty good right now. I know a lot of people might disagree, but the stock market's at an all-time high. Uh, job uh, unemployment's at low rates. I mean, what else do you want? Obviously, we need to work on inflation still and things like that. But anyway, Jon Stewart defends what he said about Joe Biden and Black. Uh, Donald uh, blast DS return. What does DS mean? I don't even know what these. What, uh, oh, he blasts his Daily Show return backlash. Here's what he had to say. Quite frankly, the response to the first show last Monday was universally glowing. John Stewart is facing massive backlash from Democrats over his comments about Joe Biden. Oberman tweeted, well, after nine years away, there's nothing else to say to the both sidest fraud John Stewart bashing Biden except please make it another nine years. Christy Jackson tweeted, sorry, but I won't be watching you either. Okay. Maybe not universal. But that was on Twitter. Everything on Twitter gets a backlash. I've seen Twitter tell Labradoodles to go f- themselves. <laughs> Apperdoodles. I just think it's better to deal head on with what's an apparent issue to people. I mean, we're just, we're just talking here. And Mary Trump tweeting, not only is Stewart's both sides are the same rhetoric not funny, it's a potential disaster for democracy. It's one f-ing show. It was just one f-ing show. It was 20 minutes. I did 20 minutes of one f-ing show. <laughs> But I guess as the famous saying goes, democracy dies in discussion. (laughs) 
have sinned against you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was never my intention to say out loud what I saw with my eyes and then brain. <laughs> I can do better. I can have learning. I can have it. There it is, folks. That's a living legend named John Stewart. He puts his money where his mouth is. He shares the truth, and he's not apologetic for it. We'd love to see more of that. Uh, don't you hate it when you say something and people whittle it down to, well, basically what you're saying is this, and it's like, no, motherfucker. What I'm saying is what I'm saying. So get that basic shit out of my mouth. Take that basic saying out of my basic mouth is what John Stewart was saying there. So good for him. You call it out. Now it doesn't mean, you know, someone's going to swoop in a 40 year old JFK is going to swoop in and save everybody. No, we are left with two very old men to choose, uh, uh, you know, to choose for in this election. Now the odds are in the next eight, seven months, one of them might die. I mean, these are the odds. These are old men. If either one of them were my grandfather, I'd be, I'd be wanting to, you know, get that last phone call in. You know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous that we're pretending like these two men are, uh, you know, uh, reverse aging here when we know what's actually going on. All right. Speaking of men, not reverse aging, Sylvester Stallone says, don't do your own stunts. Seven surgeries, a warning. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are out there doing your own stunts, but don't do that. He uh, advises he's had too many surgeries. But again, uh, you know, he's uh, he's a legend. He says, I did stupid stuff. I was directing Expendables and like an idiot, I'm doing 10 take, uh, uh, take 10, take whatever. And I remember one slam and I could actually feel one bang. Steve knew I never recovered from Expendables 1. After that film, it was never physically the same. Oh, tough out there. Tough out there for Sylvester Stallone. Look, in my in my prime, in my mid-20s, I actually did stunts in a horror film. Um, I, I, I think it's called Exeter, although it might have changed its name. If you want to watch a movie, find a horror film called Exeter. And in the heightened scene of the exorcism, I crashed through multiple things. I was thrown around like a rag doll. I was uh, doing stunt doubling for the lead. But I tell you what, it was painful. I had some pads on, but it I took some hits. But, you know, you'll do a lot for 700 bucks. That's true. Speaking of what people do out of desperation, Elon Musk has a patient with an implanted brain chip, and that patient is controlling a mouse with thought. I have no idea what that means. Let's have a listen. Yeah, progress is good. Uh, patient seems to have made a full recovery uh, with neural effects that we're aware of. Um, and um, is able to control the mouse, move the mouse around the screen just by thinking. Um, so we're, we're trying to get as many um, button presses as possible from thinking. So that's what we're currently working on. Is All right. Uh, you know, Elon's kind of putting me to sleep here. I'm trying to have a high powered exit to this episode. So what they're saying is they're trying to get a mouse to push the button based on their thoughts. How about this? I want to, I want a Neuralink chip that gets a mouse to get uh, cookies for me. Can we do that? Can we get a mouse to run small errands for me? Maybe the mouse could do the podcast every once in a while. Just a thought. Not really sure. Well, look, everyone, I just got information that we have 
a court reporter. This just in new information came in. We have a court reporter in Phoenix who's going to attend tomorrow's hearing, and they are going to report back to me live what goes down in that public hearing. Uh, we will be covering that tomorrow on Patreon. If there ever is a day to join up on the membership, it will be tomorrow. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. For as little as $5 a month, you can cancel at any time. You can join the Patreon and then get all of that extra membership-only content. All right, I want to thank everyone for another fantastic rush hour drive home. Uh, boy, this week's already flying by. Lots of news to come, and we are here to share it all with you. Have a good ride home, everybody, and have a good evening. As always, we'll be back first thing tomorrow morning with another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.